Hello and welcome to our latest podcast. Uh, today I'm talking to Laura Haywood, who's part of our outsourced sales team. Um, Laura, hi. Hello, James. Hi, good stuff. Um, for anybody that's listening for the first time or, or doesn't know um, what you do within the team, just give us a quick rundown of what you do day to day. So I look after um, the marketing side of um, things for the tree group in that I sit at more of the top of the sales funnel. So it's my job to um, evaluate um, leads and generate leads for the sales team for the tree group and our partners. Um, so that basically means I have to be aware of um, what our perfect buyers are and what our perfect buyer companies look like so that I can evaluate if the leads coming in meet those criteria. Um, and if they do, then um, I will work and nurture and enrich that contact. And when it's at a stage where I can pass it on to sales, I will, or... Um, I will wait for that contact until I have the right information to pass them on, or I'll do nothing with them. Very good. Very good. That, that's, that's all good. And that, that brings us on nicely to um, the sort of three topics we wanna, we're going to talk about today. So the first one is um, knowing when to work a contact, and ultimately if somebody is a, a good fit or a bad fit. Um, we'll then have a look at um, what is engagement. Um, why does it matter? And then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with when to stop working a contact. So I suppose we, we've, as, as a tree group, we, we, we are always evolving. Um, but yeah, how, how, how has your sort of role changed or improved around being better with who's a good fit and who's a bad fit? I think at the tree group we've become massively more focused on who our buyer is both for ourselves and for our partners and that means being really ruthless in who we approach and nurture and go after so I think where my role has changed is that instead of spending time on lots of contacts that may be a good lead we're now super focused on spending more time on fewer contacts that we know are a good lead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's, um, it's probably as, as we help our clients to evolve, we're less worried about handling every lead because we, we, we become more intelligent on, well, actually, if we go with this type of lead, it's it's either not going to actually turn into business or if we handle this type of lead it's going to give our client the the best sales or, or the best profit so um yeah and i think knowing a bad fit lead and, and knowing who not to work in in the right way is, is is um it's a big step for a lot of companies because most most salespeople will will try and work every lead to the death but in in our experience that does waste a lot of time and, and and even if it it wins a customer if that person isn't the right the right fit for your for your business that customer may, may end up consuming the the sort of the account management team's time and and maybe not working out and and resulting in um bad word of mouth 
for the business. Yes, I mean, what what's really important as well for us is to learn from our, you know, where we've gone wrong in the past. And, you know, HubSpot's a really good tool from us because we can absolutely measure how much time in terms of emails and calls and meetings and just general activity have spent trying to to nurture that lead. And I think we've learned from looking at those, you know, statistics that, you know, we, we you, you have to be ruthless. And when certainly when I first started to become more ruthless, it doesn't feel right. It feels like you're ignoring people. Um, but that's again where you have to come back to: Are they, are do they, you know, are they a good fit for the company? And it feels completely unnatural as a, a you know, as a person that wants to generate leads because you feel like you're doing less. Yes. Um, yeah. But in its essence, you, you're actually just being more efficient in the long term. Yeah. 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 We're, we're being able to work smarter, um, and I suppose it's. Yeah, mentioning HubSpot's a really good point. It's ha- having the right tools around you to know if what you're doing differently is, is actually working. And, and, and also, I think a comment you made to me the other day of like the changes we've, we've been making over the last couple of months is just you felt like you had more time. Yes. Yes, so, it, that is really important um, because we, we have lots of... Um, you know, we, we, we're very process driven here at the tree group and you need time to, you know, absorb and really commit to those processes. And the more time that you have to do that, um, the easier it is again in the long run, even though it feels like, you know, you're not doing as much as you did in terms of trying to generate leads. You're actually, um, you know, you're thinking a bit more ahead than the short term. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and knowing uh, quality over, over over quantity, definitely. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Um, I suppose, and to, to give any of the listeners a, a few tips, what what's been helpful to you within the good fit or bad fit criteria when you're deciding maybe who who to um, who becomes a lead for a website and you want to nurture or who who you might hand over immediately? Is there any kind of pointers on criteria that you've personally found helpful um well certainly for me when i look at my initial um cue in the morning as to who i may or may not pursue as a lead um i have to go with the information that hubspot gives me which can be as little as an email address um which can be a personal or it can be a company email um so the email is a really good one to go on um after that, I would also look at their engagement history in HubSpot. So what exactly have they been looking at and how long have they been um, looking at it? So by this, I mean, um, how did they, um, what was the source of the lead? How did they find the website? or How did they engage? You know, was it a live chat? Um, was it, uh, did they download a document? Was it a pop-up? Um, and then you kind of start to get a sense of, you know, they're, they're, what are they looking for? What is the problem they're trying to address or what is the solution they're trying to provide? Um, and I think thirdly, um, again, I keep saying this, but it's my mantra at the moment, just be ruthless. So 
immediately if you see an email address that is obviously um, false or uh, invalid or um, straight away I would clear those from my view because I want to be super focused on on who I'm nurturing. Yeah definitely yeah and, and, and that, I suppose that's the beauty of having good tools that that, that, that mean that whilst you might not hand somebody off to sales that contact ultimately still sits in the CRM and, and as long as a business has lead nurturing or uh, monthly newsletters uh, or, or at least regular content that person's going to be nurtured over time and then the, the tools and the views that you've got they may well pop up again in a year's time you know we've personally forgotten about them but the system hasn't and then they might be ready to to hand off to sales so um and, and I, I suppose that's where you know being able to track the engagement is is really important because from our experience most most companies in automotive they have they have a website um, but really it's quite a static brochure site and the only way to generate a lead is um, the phone number or the contact page that they have so I suppose what, what you're talking about Laura is is lead generation opportunities that that we add to a website that wouldn't otherwise exist I suppose such as you know helpful documents um, or how-to guides or spec sheets um, which somebody is much more likely to to want to read and exchange their details for um, and, and, and normally much earlier than they are actually ready to talk to a salesperson so the the, the bit that you do that, that's that's golden is is you're getting our clients in front of these prospects first but before any of the, the competitors yeah I mean it's really interesting for me I mean everybody is different every every potential purchaser is coming in with a different issue or is on a, a different journey but what I really like is being able to see where where they are in terms of their buyers journey so we might get somebody that sporadically looks at the website and that's fine but we can see what they've been looking at and you know the we might get somebody that started off just generally looking at a brochure and then over time they've been drilling down into more and more detail so you know they understand that they've got an issue and they need to resolve they're they're looking at obviously different solutions um and then we can see that they're they're drilling down more and more and more into into finite detail so they potentially now somebody that might have been at a just just looking now is actually seriously looking at the company in terms of making a decision yeah and it's having that it's being armed with that sort of information that you can then contact them in the right way with the right information so that you're not rushing somebody that isn't ready to buy but at the same time you're approaching somebody that you understand is ready to buy yeah, it's a great, uh, yeah, really good point, isn't it? That, you know, without, without the tools and, and without the right sales process and, and sort of regimented approach that, you know, you, you could go after lots, lots of leads when it's not really right for them. So, um, I mean, there, there was a, a good example we, we were looking at uh, over the last couple of weeks um, where uh, for one of our clients, a, a lead was generated through the website by um, looking at one of the, the documents. I think it might have been their, their, their brochure document. And, and the lead gave their email address, purely that. And then and that happened about a year ago. And so you, you followed up with a, a, a set of nurturing emails um, and there was engagement. But, 
but maybe at the time for that lead, it wasn't right. They weren't ready to actually make contact. Um, but then having, having the tools, we were able to sort of trace their, their activity on the website over the, the whole of the last year. And then uh, I think it was January this year, they, they, they came back to the website, viewed another page, viewed another document. That popped up in Steve's uh, activity uh, feed and he made contact and now they're a, a good potential dealer, a competition parts reseller for the Nordic regions. And so that's, yeah, it's a really good example that, that we don't have to worry about chasing every lead and hunting every lead down because we can use the engagement information to know who, who's a priority and who's not and who's a good fit and who's a bad fit. Sure. Yeah, very good. And so where do you think um, having the tools has helped you to know when, when to stop working a contact? Because that, that's also an area that um, whilst you're not directly working in sales, m most, most salespeople are like bloodhounds and um, they, they will procrastinate and, and ultimately spend much too much time unless they can really see the amount of activity. So yeah, how, how, how do you think the, the process we've been updating recently and, and the tools helps you to to know when to move on? The, the key uh, thing for me is level of en engagement and being able to see exactly um, what they've been looking at, um, if they've opened you know, certain documents that we've sent them, how frequently, and those sorts of things. And it's vital because you just have to be really honest at the end of the day. We've all got a finite amount of time and if you have sent an email, if, the, um, if you sent a series of emails to a potential lead, they've not opened them, they've not engaged with them, you know, is that a good way to spend your time? Um, and you do have to be brutally honest. And even if they might look like the perfect buyer in the perfect company, if there is no level of engagement, then you just have to say, it's not a good use of my time. Yeah. And that yeah. really takes discipline. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's just something that I'm still learning, and I think we all still are. So there are times where we've had to collectively, as a team, agree, you know, and this is all based, again, on HubSpot statistics, you know, how much time have we spent, not just me, not just Steve, not just you, James, as a team, trying to nurture this lead and we have yeah. to just be really honest and say time you know it's time now to to work with the leads that are being more you know productive for us yeah definitely and, and that's the thing if, if you're not able to easily keep track of how many e emails have been sent how many emails have been received calls made meetings yeah uh, on, on a sort of a, a, con a lead by lead basis it's really easy to to not realize um, yeah, it's quite it, it's 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 quite a good exercise to, to to do that to take a look at somebody you've been working for a long time that hasn't yet become a customer, and just see you know what what activity's gone on and um, yeah see what the engagement is. I think it's a really good one, and um, yeah, I, I suppose it sort of all, it all comes what we're talking about today is 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 being as specific as you can. Um, and spending more time on on less leads um, and making sure you've got the right tools set up so all the other leads never get forgotten they, they get nurtured properly 
and they'll pop back into the kind of now is the right time type view exactly. um, when, when the time is right. So. And, that, and that's really important because just because you stop working a, a, a lead um, based on the evidence that you've got, it doesn't mean that they're lost as a lead. Yeah. It just means it's not the right time for them now or, you know, the product isn't right or the surface isn't right for them now it doesn't mean that in a year's time their needs will change and it will be yeah so definitely you, yeah exactly again that. we can they'll, they'll they'll just remain in our system and we'll just you know and when activity resumes again we will see that yeah definitely very good good stuff where it's um yeah it's nice to cover the the topic because i think that's ultimately relevant for for everybody um, especially if you want to start actively prospecting um, a, a lot of companies in automotive don't prospect at all and it's it's quite a new thing for people especially when it has to be a, a mix of, of of cold calling which you know we, we ultimately advocate picking up the phone first but we would also always do it in an inbound way where it's based on a lot of research really good fit and knowing the ideal customer so yeah, I think to sort of finish off, definitely you need to know who's a good fit, who's a bad fit and why. Um, you need a way to easily see the engagement of each contact so you know who to prioritise and, and who, who's interested and, and use all the tools around you to know when to stop working somebody to move on and work another lead. So good stuff. Thanks for joining us today, Laura. Um, that's the end of today's podcast so uh, thanks for listening you can subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes or check out our blog which is at thetreegroup.co.uk slash news check back again soon and bye bye for now <laughs>